Hello again, fellow castaways. Welcome to Fantasy Island. I'm Bombo, bringing you our week eight moves to make. These are strategies and roster moves you can make to put you in position to win your week eight matchup and possibly more. Before we jump in, drop a comment, a like, a follow, and subscribe to all things Fantasy Island podcast, Fantasy with Two Eyes, across all major platforms, YouTube, and X. Let's jump right in. We're at the halfway point of the fantasy season. It's time to try to make those moves that are going to improve your team and just your overall experience uh, within your league. And the first move to make is the internal move. Look at yourself, look at your team, and realize yesterday's price isn't today's price. And that goes for your team as well as every other team in your league. You don't want to be that guy that doesn't want to sell your first through third round draft pick because in your mind, he's still that same guy from August. The reality is it's week eight now and that guy isn't worth what he's worth. In fact, what you can do to separate the name from the production is just look at the numbers. If you have a first round guy and he's been putting up 10 points a game, well, guess what? It doesn't matter who that other guy is if he's putting up 15 points a game you might have to make that roster move. Now, there's some people that'll say, well, I don't want to trade this guy for that guy because you got that guy off the raver wire and this guy's one of my first round picks. Well, you got to look at what's going on across the fantasy landscape. Yesterday's price isn't today's price. Mostert was going super late in drafts, 10th round. Uh, he was going to be a bench running back on most teams. Now, the price for Mostert is a top 10 running back. You just got to put it on the scale, see how it weighs out. But most importantly, don't be that guy that's overvaluing a player based on where you drafted him. And at the same time, try to talk some sense into your league mates who are doing the exact same thing. Let them know, like I said, yesterday's price isn't today's price. I'm going to throw you a fair value based on math, production, and upcoming schedule. Trust me, it works, especially if you're trying to conduct a trade with somebody and negotiations are teetering, and you just want to get some info out there over the edge, just let them know. I'm looking at the points. I'm looking at production up to this point, and I'm no longer taking ADP into consideration. Another move to make, this being midseason, and no bye weeks means put your death lineup out there. That's the lineup that you would use if today was championship week. You want to Ignore projections. I know we usually all play on platforms that'll give you a projection. You can look at that as a measuring stick, but sometimes you got to go with your gut. You want to go with your killers. You want to go with the guys that are going to get you the most points. Play the matchups. Go with your gut sometimes. Look to see who you think is due for a breakout and set that lineup. With no bye weeks, no excuses. You don't want to get a guy you got off the waiver wire as a bye week fill in and start him this week. For example, in Chicago. If you got Deontay Foreman because you had a star running back on the bench and you used Deontay Foreman, he got you 30 points last week. Well, guess what? The Bears aren't going to be playing the Raiders again this week. Roshan Johnson is probably coming back. They're still going with the rookie quarterback, so they'll be run heavy. I don't think he's going to get workhorse runs. He might, but are you going to really start Deontay Foreman over a stud running back that you had on your bench due to a bye week? And that's just one example. You want to start your studs. You want to put together the best possible lineup without any bye week interference or need for fillers. This is the time to do it. Best of luck. Another move to make in week eight 
Try to find the Bijan Robinson owner in your league and see if you can talk him off the ledge, especially if he lost. If he lost due to Bijan Robinson getting totally taken out of the game, got no run, this owner is frustrated. He's probably frustrated because, going back to what we were saying, he spent a top six pick on Bijan Robinson and he just has not produced like that. Throw an offer at him. Tell him that you'll go ahead and take that problem off his hands. Talk up the, you know, the, often questionable personnel calls that are coming out of Atlanta. Because recently, Patterson and Algier got the majority of the carries. Bijan Robinson had headaches and an illness that nobody knew about until halfway into the second quarter of the game. So what does that tell you? Atlanta doesn't care about your fantasy team. You let the Bijan owner in your league know that, hey, you don't want to have anybody attached to this volatile offense that's going to keep you in the dark about things. Let me take him off your hands. Throw a buy low offer. Take Bijan off your hands, especially if it's like a keeper league. That's somebody that you can hold on for the next two or three years. I project Bijan Robinson still being a top 10 back at the end of the day. He's still an RB1. Uh, we still don't really know what the story was. I'm not really buying this headache thing. There's a rumor going around that he was vaping during film study. Who knows? But I have no worries about Bijan Robinson. You should have no worries about Bijan Robinson, and you should be taking advantage of the guy that is super worried about Bijan Robinson. Buy low window is open, folks. And the last move we're going to go over is the don't worry about if you let a guy go in a trade or you're dropping a guy to the waiver wire. Don't hesitate because you're worried about what that guy is going to do off your roster, especially if it's somebody that has just been holding up a spot on your roster. I'm going to use the good old Kyle Pitts example again. Don't be the guy that won't drop Kyle Pitts or won't trade Kyle Pitts because you're scared when he eventually does go off that one time of the year, it's not going to be on your roster. Well, you know, it probably would have been on your bench. But if you're going to upgrade, go for a full upgrade. Don't go for a lurk. Don't worry about what he's going to do on somebody else's roster. Don't worry about if you drop him to the waiver wire, you probably won't get him back. It's better just to sever all ties with these guys, especially if they've been underperforming, especially if they've been stressing you out, and especially if they're the reason why you lost. It's like breaking up with an ex. You want to throw away the pictures, stop following them, do all that. It's easier. It's like ripping a Band-Aid off. You want to be able just to break up amicably and just get over it. Run with the guys you got, ride with the team you're putting out there every week, and don't worry about the past. Worrying about who you're dropping or who you're trading will cause hesitation. And hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. I heard that in Point Break. Hopefully, you'll be able to take something from this, helping you in week eight and beyond. These are just a few things that we do here on the island to maximize our rosters, make sure we get the most out of our lineups, and make sure that we are opening up those lines of communication and exchange with all of the guys in our league. Trading is a part of it. I feel sorry for you guys that play in leagues where everybody is super anti-trade. Grow up, gentlemen. That's not the way leagues work. Make those deals. Make those moves. Get those wins. On behalf of Mr. Sweet Tea, R.W. King, I'm Bombo. Best of luck to you and your teams. We are out.